Hey there, boss. This is Jeff Mendelson, host of the One Big Tip podcast. And I am so excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program, where I teach you how to fast track your lead gen by having more conversations with your targeted clients, even if you have no list, audience, or paid ads. Head on over to agentsofpod.com slash hero, and let me show you how to be the superhero in your own business. I am also actively seeking guests for this podcast. If you know someone who is currently six figures or more in their business and they have an actionable, tangible, and measurable tip to share, please let them know about it. Just go to onebigtip.com slash guest for information on how to be a guest. I can't wait to hear from you. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Jeff Mendelson, and this is the One Big Tip Podcast. And today, I am really pleased to have with me on the line Christopher Sherwin. Chris is the co-host of the Three Cops Talk Podcast. He is also an active duty, full-time police officer in the Chicago area. And what is unique about Chris is his ability to network. This is critical in his work as a police officer, but these skills also translate very acutely into business relationships as well. So in this episode, we're going to chat about what you need to know about getting out of your comfort zone and talking to everyone. So Chris, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you so much for taking the time to have me. I'm really excited about it. Thank you very much. So I am really pleased that we had a chance to meet at the podcast movement uh, convention. And what what I was really taken aback by was your, you know, just your very you know, just the forwardness in your, you know, in your, in your personality that you just came through and like, you know, here, you know, this is what I do. This is how I do it. And then when I realized like, yeah, this guy's in some kind of position of authority. And then when, you know, when you went into your, you know, your story about being a cop and all that, it just like, it just drew me in. So I was wondering if you could take a few minutes and just tell me, uh, you know, tell the story about how you made this evolution of, you know, working in corporate and then becoming a police officer and then branching out into all these different things that you're working on today. Oh, sure. So I always grew up wanting to be the police and I went to college and I got my master's and I started getting jobs in finance. And so I was always very much a, you know, kind of a uh, type A personality. I guess I still am. And basically what happened was, is that I was in corporate and with the dream of always being the police, we had a situation in the office one day where it was a domestic situation. The police came in, uh, handled the situation. And at that moment I knew, Hey, listen, you know, you got to go you know, you got to follow your dream and, and live the life you want. So I did that. And once I became the police, I still have the entrepreneur spirit and I started a security business. And with that, and plus being a police officer, I had to learn to get out of my comfort zone. I had to learn to talk to people because being in a position, I guess the best way to say it is a position of authority. I mean, there's two ways you can handle it. I mean, you can be out there all day being the drill sergeant type of person, or uh, you can go out there and you can learn to talk to people and get people to comply and do what you want just by taking the extra time to to speak with them. And it was very, very tough for me. I mean, I had to force myself to go out and be able to, to network with people. And I kind of started feeling um, the groove a little bit when we were out on the street. And let's say we were going to a high crime area. You know, what I learned to do was find the person who's in charge, you know, who's in charge of the criminals, I guess. And you went there and you networked with them and, you know, you, you started talking and you, you know, come to some sort of agreement about, you know, do's and don'ts and this and that. And um, it was very hard because you wanted to come out you wanted to take care of the situation and fix it and whatever. Well, then when I started my business, uh, sales obviously is not my forte. And over time, and it's still, it's still hard for me. My, my wife and my daughters really help out too. But like when we went to this podcast movement, 
I knew that if I were to walk around uh, and just try to meet people, it's very difficult for me. I would have found all kinds of excuses. Oh, my phone's ringing or, hey, I got to go take care of this client or I have to take care of the schedule or, you know, hey, I'm just too tired. So what I did is I paid the extra money, whatever it was, 50 or 100 bucks to go to these networking uh, scenarios and, or, and, and just force myself to do it. And then, you know, and even at the one that, uh, that I met you at Jeff, there, they were, whatever happened, there was an odd number. And, uh, and I saw myself standing by the wall and I'm like, okay, I don't even have to take a seat. So I could just kind of skip all this. Um, but I, you know, you know, deep in your heart that, Hey, listen, this is something you have to do because, uh, you know, this is how you grow and grow your business and, and you got to get out of your comfort zone. So I did that. And then over time, what I do now is, is even if I see somebody, you know, we'll start talking or whatever, I'll mention the podcast or I mentioned what I do or just even even talk. It doesn't even really have to be you know promoting what you do. It's just a, a conversation. It makes things easier as you go. And I've just noticed that it, it does get easier. And the amount of people that would say, hey, like right there, what's your podcast? Or really, what's the name of your company? Um, hey, let's get together for a drink or you know, let's talk about you know whatever. Or it's really amazing what a little conversation, like for example, even if you learn something, I don't know, let's say about watches or, you know, clothing or whatever. And you see somebody that that's a good icebreaker, you know, Hey, that's a, you know, that's a Louis Vuitton purse, or that's a, you know, Rolex Submariner. I love it. You know, I've got the same thing or, Hey, I would always want one. Some little thing that if you can be, uh, I don't want to see an expert on, but just something for an icebreaker has really, really helped me kind of come over to her and trust me. I, I I'm just, I'm telling everybody right now, I would rather be in a fight than, than to network because it's in my comfort zone. Networking is not in my comfort zone, but you just you have to you have to do that. And all the little nuances that you think may not work, like even if you're at a bar, you're like, yeah, that guy's not going to really do anything for me, or that girl's really kind of like whatever, or you know, just reach out. Hey, what's the worst that can happen? They did they tell you to go away or they shut you down? Hey, at least you tried. You know what's interesting about that is um, in your position as a police officer, you know, that badge and that gun, you know, gives you a tremendous amount of authority. Now, not all of us are are blessed to, you know, to be able to go into a situation with that kind of authority, right? right. That's why we're using microphones, right? Because when you put a microphone in front of somebody, right. you know, it's like all of a sudden it's like, whoa, wait a second. You know, your authority does get elevated as well, you know, by doing that, right? Right. And, and I think what's really interesting about, uh, about your story is that you have been working on both sides. It's not just about going in and taking charge of a situation, but it's going in and taking charge of your situation. Right. Right. Where you, you know, you can choose to be the wallflower at a convention, not talk to anybody, you know, just smile and hopefully someone will come up to you or you can actually go out there and make the, you know, make your time there as useful as possible and make it work for you. And I think that's, and I think that's part of the secret sauce, what a lot of people need to learn, you know, all those introverts that are, that are around us. I'm one of them as well. I mean, I was, I was the kid that started in high school, right? Now I'm in front of a mic. Right, right. And I think what's really interesting about that is you need to almost act as if, right? Act as if you are the best networker. Act as if you are the best, you know, person to talk about these, about these situations, right? Right. And or what ifs too. Like, you know, as a policeman, we drive around and like, well, what if this guy jumps out here or whatever? So I do only if or, but I also do what ifs. Hey, what if this guy or what if this girl has 50 million followers and that's going to push me over the edge? Or what if this person can say, hey, go to such and such a company and they'll do this for free and you'll get 
you know, you'll get your mission out to a hundred thousand people. And it, it's, it's funny because that that's what I have to do in my head. And also it's, it, it's like, okay, if I go into a situation, whether it's going to be at the networking for my podcast or, or my business or at the police department, what if I go in there and obviously if the situation is not violent or whatever, what if I go in there and I ask them about them, the way, Jeff, the way things turn around, and I don't care if the person's suicidal, I don't care if they're having a bad day, you know, if you show some empathy and concern for them, it it's a total game changer when it comes to networking. And I even see that, and even when you're at the conference, you know, hey, you know, quick Google their name or whatever. Hey, you know, so-and-so, I see you wrote a book or whatever. Um, I haven't read it yet, but, you know, can you tell me a little about just the little nuances if you show that you have some empathy and you care and you have knowledge about them, it's a game changer, bro. Game changer. Amazing, amazing stuff. So I want to talk a little bit more about how you network, right? So you've already explained a little bit about, you know, how networking has helped you, you know, on your various jobs, right? Both right. as a podcaster and a policeman, you know, and your, you know, the way you're able to navigate this, uh, you know, in your professional career, what kind of tips can you give about networking that you think will help out everyone else who's listening today? I think the big, the couple of big tips about networking is, is you got to take some, a self-evaluation of you and you have to be truthful. Like for me, it's very difficult when I go to a restaurant or to a bar or to, to go out there and be, and, and take the initiative. And I know that about me. It's just something that I have to chip away at every day. And I'll be honest with you. I don't know if I'm ever going to be that guy that comes in the room and says, Hey, what's up? You know, I don't think I'm going to be that guy, but I get better at that. And I have to make, I make that a goal every day. Today, I'm going to do say hello to one person or two people. And then um, I also, my wife, who's a, who's been a salesperson forever. She's very outspoken. She's very, uh, high energy. My daughters, you know, they're young and they, you know, they, they're high energy and they talk to everybody, which I'm blessed that they do. I also would when I'm in a family situation. They, I count on them to help me and they, and they've learned to help me out too. But I think if you take a self-evaluation and just say, Hey, listen, I'm no good at that. You know, it's like, it's like undercover work. I can't, there's no way. I mean, I walk into a room and I scream cop. I don't care how long my hair is or how many tattoos I got. I just do. But that's a self-evaluation that, you know, there's some things that you just have to chip away at. And I would just say, take a self-evaluation and everybody's good and or not good at something. I mean, it just, it just has to be honest. And I'm not upset. I'm not depressed. I'm not, but I do know that I want to reach a goal. So how do I do that when I'm not really good at this? How do I do that? And I just took a self-evaluation. I just chip at it away slowly. What have you seen as the net benefit to the networking activities that you've done? Like, can you give an example of how you were able to, you know, exponentially increase your business or really take a situation that could have gone incredibly bad and then made it really, really great and, you know, something that you could be proud of? Sure. So um, there was a... uh podcast conference in Orlando about two years ago. And there was a group of high, um, I guess you call them uh, influencers. It was Bradley, um, Michael, um, Michael O'Neill from Solopreneur and uh, Travis Chapel, And they were all kind of standing around in, in a group. Now I was the only one wearing a suit coat with jeans. So they're all kind of standing over there and I'm thinking to myself going, okay, What's the worst case scenario if I go over there? You know, so I get kicked out of the conference. They tell me to leave, whatever. Well, I walked over there, introduced myself, said, Hey, how are you? You know, um, so far the conference is going good. Love your speeches. And they had, they had like no idea. They're like, who's this guy? Well, next thing I know, Michael. Uh, O'Neill's my business coach, helping me out with my podcast. Um, I've talked to um, Bradley a couple of times, um, 
and Travis Chapel. Um, we've connected and we know each other by first name. And it's just, it was one of those things that it could have been very, very embarrassing that you probably wanted to pack up my bags and go home, or it was a complete upside. And the upside is, is now I have contacts that I could, you know, call and ask questions to and, and that kind of stuff. So I, that was huge for me to conference is just take the initiative because the worst case scenario is like, Hey, I don't have time for you. Yeah. You know, that's really the best part about it is that you really don't know how this thing is going to go. And I know for myself, like, you know, you can have infinite conversations going on in your head. Like now this guy's going to blow me off. This girl's going to, you know, going to not talk to me or this isn't, or this was possibly boring, you know, or even like this guest, you know, that I have on the show thinking like, okay, yeah, she didn't bring the energy. And then next thing you know, she shares it with her, you know, she shares it with her network. And then I gain like a hundred followers after that, you know, and it's all of these pleasant surprises that really makes this whole activity worthwhile, right? Because it really is something that first of all, you, you'll never know unless you try it, Right. right? And the second thing is, once you do try it, I mean, what's the worst? What is the absolute worst thing that could happen? Right, right. right. With uh, you know, with going up in front of somebody, like they're going to look at you cross-eyed. They'll be like, "Hey, sorry, buddy, I don't have, I don't have time for you." I mean, all right, you know, if that's the worst, then you know, the best is definitely worth the price of admission. No, oh, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, because again, and and it, it, for me, it was getting over the um, the negativity that you felt on yourself or the rejection. That's really big for me because of my personality, and I used to. T- take it personally and you just can't. I mean, it's not like they don't like you or they don't, you know, they don't want to be with you or they don't want to talk to you, but just at that point in time, it's no. And and if it's one of your holy grail guests or you're a holy grail person you want to be on the show, you know, ask the question. Hey, and tell them, hey, you're the holy grail for my show. Can I contact you? And you know, and again, you still may get a no or whatever later on, but what's the worst case scenario? They say no. And it just and you can't take that rejection personally because I mean, you know, if you took rejection personally, you know, especially when especially most of your guests know when they're when they're talking about business and stuff like that. I mean, everybody be out of business, you know, they would not not keep trying. Um but you know, I mean, just look at me as a cop. I mean, people yell and scream and swear and cuss and tell me they want me, whatever. But I just don't take it personally because l- my job is when you see me for the most part, you're having the worst day of your life, all right? And I just don't take that personally, you know. So that's why I just go out there and and, and I just and I give it a shot and I give it a shot. You know what's interesting about this is that um, most of us, whether we like it or not, we're in sales mode, right? Whenever we get on the phone and we're talking to somebody, we're in sales mode, right? Yep. I'm getting, I'm trying to convince you to like, um, right. no different than when I'm trying to speak with someone, you know, to go out on a date, I'm trying to get you to like me, right? Or if I'm trying to talk to a client or I'm trying to push a proposal forward, I'm trying to get you to like me. So if the worst that can happen is, you know, they just say, no, thank you. Or, you know, even a little bit more rudely, okay, move on. You know, it's no big deal, but the upsides are so much better, you know, and that's really, you know, like the best part. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing. Absolutely. I mean, networks, absolutely. And what's the, I think they say there's a hundred no's for one yes or whatever it is. And and I'll be honest with you, I don't count. Um, I just go out there and just push and chip and push and look at this. I mean, when at the network does, um, conference or the, the network scenario that we were in, I could have stayed on that wall. Like I said, that wall said, oh, guess what? I'm the odd man out. That's okay. I mean, I'll go over here, have a drink and you know, everything good. But I had to take that step to sit down and force myself. And trust me, it was very, very awkward because I was the odd number out. So 
Well, to give to, to give your listeners a, a it, it, you got a number, and then you had to, you just switch tables, and the number was on the card, and you just moved. Yeah, it was, it was a speed dating thing. So when I right. so I came to that room about five minutes late, and right away they're like, "Oh, you're a host. No, you need to go sit down, right?" <laughs> and I'm just sitting down. And I'm like, uh, "Okay, now what?" Right? And then people, and then all of a sudden people just go and sat down. You know, push the card right away, and I'm like, right. "Okay, yeah, great. You know, let, you know, let's talk. We got five minutes to do this." Right. And it, it, you know, it, I think I was nervous for about the first two minutes, where I was like, "Oh, gee." you know what what I have to give my pitch and then it you know my pitch just got better and better and better and better that by the time the fifth or sixth person came you know like I already had it down I already had things going and I was able to make that you know to make that happen and I you know kept in touch with just about everybody and I think that was the best part of that speed networking thing right oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. We're able to make these great connections and, you know, like, yeah, and I got all these great guests, you know, that are going to be coming on the show, you know, yourself included over the next couple of weeks. So that's going to be one. Yeah. Well, thanks. Well, and and that's a perfect scenario because it was, it couldn't, it could not have been the worst situation for me to have her overcome my fears because not only am I sitting here as a wallflower, I'm the odd man out. I had to wait for everybody to sit down and then I went to the open table. So everybody's got their eyes on me because I'm walking across this room and they're like, you know, who's this guy. So it, it was even worse for and for me inside internally because I'm like, okay, just, you know, like I had to go with the horse with the blinders on because I know everybody's watching me. They're probably like, who's this guy? Does he not know what he's doing? He can't count, whatever. Um, so it's just something that you have to do and you just have to not worry about the consequences because it's either going to be a simple no thank you or the upsides are just tremendous. Amazing, amazing stuff. Thank you so much for sharing that. Chris, can you please let everyone know how they can learn more about your podcast? About your business and how they can reach out to you directly if they want to learn more. Sure. Um, Instagram is three cops talk, the number three cops talk. Uh, same on Facebook. Uh, Facebook also, my personal is Chris Sherwin, C H R I S S H E R W I N. And you can catch me on LinkedIn, Chris Sherwin. And the name of the company is Ultimate Security Investigations of America. Um, and then three cops talk. Uh, you can email me at three cops talk at gmail.com, the number three cops talk at gmail.com. Go on the website. Um, all the episodes are there. And if anybody wants to give a suggestion on a show, so the show's basically, or the, the show's foundation and mission is to bridge the gap between uh, communities and the police based on all the craziness that's going on. If you have a suggestion for the show or you have a question, lay it up there. We'll get to it for sure. Thank you. Amazing stuff. Thank you so much for joining me today. This has been a lot of fun. Uh, I, I love nerding out on this stuff, you know, and it really is great to get a different perspective, you know, just on doing, you know, some of the more common things, you know, like networking, you can talk to 10 different people and get 12 different answers. So I think that... Yeah. Uh, I think that a lot of people will get some inspiration out of this. Thank you so much for listening to the One Big Tip podcast. If you're a six to eight figure entrepreneur, business coach, or speaker who would like to be on this show, we need to talk. The audience for this podcast is hungry for experts and professionals who want to share their knowledge with this world. So if you're ready to share your actionable and measurable One Big Tip, please go to onebigtip.com slash guest and let's get your story out there. I am also crazy excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program. With this program, I show busy entrepreneurs the strategies that I use to have warm conversations with my dream clients, keep my calendar book solid, and consistently have potential clients at the ready, all anxiously waiting to speak with me every single week. Head on over to agentsofpod.com slash hero and let me show you how to be the superhero in your business today. Lastly, I have a huge ask for you. Could you please share this with your audience on social media? 
The stories and connections that I make on this podcast have helped thousands of people, sometimes in the most profound ways. And you never know if your small action today will be the one that kickstarts your friend, a family member, or even yourself into taking massive action and starting the next multi-million dollar business. It'll be your way of just paying it forward. My name is Jeff Mendelson. You can find me on all the major social channels like LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Thank you so much for listening.